while I was like around five, five years old, I was at school and and I got bullied. You know, like I say, right. we all get bullied, you know, one you know one way or another. So you, I'm sure each one of us has some kind of experience. Oh, I got into martial yeah. arts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then I came home and I was hoping that my mom would come back to school with me and she would like try to to. Uh, you know, to come to my rescue, you know, she would come back and show them, uh, you know, whatever, you know, put them to reason. But she didn't do so. But instead, she told me, listen, my son, I'm not going to come and help you because you got to learn to stand up for yourself. You, know, you have to learn how to fight back. You have to defend yourself if by any means that you, you could have, you know, you you have your fingers, you can scratch the person if you need, you can scream if you need, if, uh, if need be, you can uh, bite, you can, uh, you know, you have to do something, anything, but you have to do something to, you know, get out of whatever situation and to defend yourself and show that, you know, you're out of. So you have to go back there and stand up for yourself. What's up, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, celebrity trainer and high-performance health coach, Ted Rice. This is a podcast for men and women who are looking to boost their energy and upgrade their health. So get ready to learn proven health, fitness, mindset strategies to unlock your full potential. And today is going to be all about mindset because I have a very special episode coming to you. This is an episode I recorded in Hong Kong when I was there for a week with my good friend, Roar Alexander. And Roar took me around and introduced me to several people and showed me around Hong Kong because he used to live there. And one of those people was four-time world champion kickboxer and current MMA competitor, Elaine Galani. So we showed up at Elaine Galani's gym. I got to train with him a little bit. I got to talk with him and I sat down and got to do this interview. And Elaine has an incredible story. He's from Cameroon, Africa, but made his way all the way over to Hong Kong and he's just like a star over there. He has his gym, he does public speaking in addition to all the mixed martial arts competitions that he does. And he took time out of his busy schedule to share some mindset strategies, to share some motivation with you. And although this is a a few months old as an episode, I've been waiting to release it. It's perfect timing because I just went back and trained Muay Thai or Thai boxing, Thai kickboxing for the first time just two days ago as I'm recording this intro. And it's the first time that I've gone back and trained since I injured my back after getting that Thai massage in Phuket, Thailand. And I got to tell you, I'm feeling great. And it's because I did the right things. I got on the right rehab program. I went through my rehab and got myself back into shape so that I could go and do the things that I wanted to do again. And so many people get sidelined with an injury and they never make it back. And that's because they don't understand the right steps, the right recipe to get you there. And just like baking a cake or making a stir fry, (laughs) since we're talking about Hong Kong today, there are specific steps that you need to follow to get back into shape. And if you're struggling with that right now, if you don't have the right steps, if you don't have the right recipe to get around your injury, or maybe you're injuring yourself because you keep going into the gym and you're pushing too hard, then what I want you to do is I want you to book a call with me. Go to legendarylightpodcast.com slash talk, sign up for a free breakthrough session where we can discuss 
what you're currently dealing with, where you currently want to go and put together a game plan to get you there. So again, legendarylifepodcast.com slash talk. Now let's get back to the episode with Elaine Galani. If you are in a position where you feel kind of mentally beat up and you need to pick me up and you're just too maybe sucked into the current political climate, political turmoil and chaos of whatever country you happen to be in, whether that's the US or even Brazil had a recent election and everybody's going crazy there too. This is going to help you get clear on what you need to focus on and what really matters in your life. And who better to do that than a guy who made it from Cameroon, Africa and became a four-time world champion kickboxer and successful business owner with his impact gym in Hong Kong. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Elaine the Panther Galani. Elaine Galani, thanks so much for doing this, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Good to see you. Yeah. So for those of you listening, I am in Hong Kong right now. I'm in Impact Gym, which is Elaine Galani's gym. He is a four-time world champion kickboxer and current MMA fighter. And uh, you just kicked my ass, Elaine. Thank um, you so much for that. Thank you for the fun. Welcome to Hong Kong. Welcome to Impact. It's always fun to, you know, throw it around and, you know, have fun with, uh, you know, commerce and from all around the world. You know, it's good to see you. And that was a good sweat. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this, I, I find your story so fascinating because you're originally from Cameroon, Africa. Yes, born in Cameroon, yeah. Grew up in Africa Coast, yeah. And so can you talk a little bit about your journey? Like you're this four-time world kickboxing champion. You have this very successful gym in Hong Kong. What, what was the journey yeah. that led you here? I mean, uh, growing in Cameroon, uh, like, you know, you know, most of African country, it's, uh, you know, it's a battle, you know, it's, it's tough every day, it's challenging. So you get to grow up in this sort of environment that condition you for, you know, difficulty in life and, you know, to toughen up. So, you know, you get kind of prepared, you know, if you could say it like that. So when I go back there, I can see that there's a lot of raw talent there because, you know, they just, that's just the environment, you know, they just, they just, um, grow up in this environment and they can't help it. They have to be tough. So yeah, gotta be tough. They to gotta survive. be tough to survive. So yeah. you know, that's how it is. Bullying is everywhere. Bullying, you find that everywhere in different kind of, uh, you know, style, you know, whether it's at school, uh, at home, your friend or whatever. So in Africa, you have to deal with it. We don't have kids there. Don't have the privilege to, of uh, going to see a psychologist or, or, you know, or search or specialists, you know, to take care of, you know, when you have issues. So we are used to just toughen up and deal with situation, you know, you, the way you, it you is. You don't have any safe spaces? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is, right? In the safe? Yeah. Like, this is my safe space. You can't. No, we don't know about that over there. We don't know about that. It doesn't exist. You know, they have to, you'll see that and they won't, they won't understand what you're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is so important. Most of the people listening right now, they're from predominantly the United States, Canada, Australia, Britain. And I think when we, I think in the West, we get so, so self-centered, so absorbed in our own lives and in our own problems. And yeah. we see what's happening on social media. 
You know, I'd love to hear more about what you're talking about. You, you said it was hard growing up in Cameroon. Bullying was everywhere. You had to be tough to survive, yeah. uh, which, you know, I'd love to hear how you got into martial arts too. But for someone who's listening, who could maybe use a perspective shift and perhaps toughen up from hearing your story, yeah. what were some of the things that you had to go through growing up? Well, like I say, uh, it's just the environment. It's just uh, Africa, and that's how it is. Most of us, you know, growing up, you know, kids, you know, you we are not, uh, most of the population are privileged, so you have to deal with what you have, and, and you know, the basic things are like, you know, the, the transport is not, uh, it's not given. So to go to school, for instance, you have to walk like kilometers and kilometers, and and so everything is just rough, but we just, you, you don't complain because that's your normal day-to-day -day life. That's just how it is. And, you know, you just deal with it the way it is. So it just helped toughen you up for life. You know, it prepare you and you don't even know that. You don't, you have no idea. So you just, you're just dealing with it and that is just preparing you, but you have no idea. So when you get to, when you get uh, uh, to, when I started, uh, for instance, when I started uh, martial arts, I, uh, it was very it was easier for me. It was just, it was just flowing. It was, so you were yeah, it was just flowing. So times. I thought, yeah. you know, when we run, I'm just running. It's not a big deal. When, when we're doing physical activity, it's a pleasure for me. When at school, when they ask me to, to go, uh, when they punish me and ask me to go and do, uh, you know, we have this activity that we call uh, uh, behind the school. We have like a, a forest or whatever. And then we have to go and, and cut the, 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 cut the, the grass and, you know, do some manual work, you know, tough work. And, you know, you have to go and take your, your machete and then go and, you know, do some, all this work. I was, for me, it was a pleasure to do that. I was always looking forward to do that because it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a punishment. For me, it was fun, actually. You know, I took it as fun. And, you know, I love to do manual, it's, it's manual work, you know. So I went there and I do like a, through a couple of hours of hard work. It's really intense. Anybody else, you know, your hand, get cut you know you're bleeding you have like uh, all these uh, calluses, uh, calluses you know, yeah. you know, in your hands so, so it's for anyone else it would be like like a, like a punishment like going to jail or something so but for us it was it was cool and for me personally i enjoyed it and you know, i was looking forward to do that every week so was that was the reason you were looking forward to it is because of that escape from what you were dealing with at the time or was it that just physical activity just makes you feel good physical activity just made me feel good and what i'm saying is that i don't have a problem with it because my life is physical my everything is just physical and it's just tough and you're just okay with it you know right. it's not a big deal you're just okay with it so when they put you when they try to channel that and try to you know like educate you into uh, some martial art style so it's easy for your body to respond you know so you respond easily and things that people perhaps find difficult to do you do it like you know with without like for you it would be like you know no big deal what's the big deal you know, i just do it so and so it was easier for me when i tackled started martial art you know when i was while i was training and when i was competing at a young age, younger age, it was easier for me, I guess, you know. So I was, you know, winning competition back to back. I was doing judo and and uh, very quickly I uh, I was winning back to back championship. Then, you know, I went to watch a karate tournament 
and uh, someone was injured and I, and, I, and I called me to come and replace the, the person and I came and I won I had the best fight of the night and, <laughs> and I wasn't even I didn't even train in karate so it was just just to see how you know it just flow for me you know so it, it was it was it was uh, it was good and I just enjoyed it so and I grabbed with both hands and I was very happy to you know discover challenge myself and keep improving keep discovering keep setting goal and keep achieving and keep uh, learning so yeah yeah, and who got you into martial arts? That was my mom. So he started Your with mom. my mom. Yeah, my that's mom. very different yeah. than uh, yeah, the yeah. West, where yeah. it's like, no, don't do that. Yes, yes, it was my mom. Protect you. Protect she her. had this uh, mentality. She told, you know, she has uh, seven boy and one girl, and she told, you know, I need them to be tough. I need them to be, you know, prepared. You know, I need them to be, you know, strong and to be able to defend themselves and to be, you know, boys. You know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and I need them to, to all this energy that they have. I need them to make it to good use and to you know, channel it, you know, nicely. So I think martial art will be good for them. So she pushed us and she put all of us into martial art one by one. Yeah. So yeah, she always has encouraged me. She was taking me to my training, and yeah, you know, I can remember it as if it was yesterday. And then one thing that triggered it again, it was that uh, while I was like around five, five years old. I was at school and and I got bullied, you know. And like I say, right. we all get bullied, you know, one you know one way or another. So you, I'm sure each one of us has some kind of experience. Uh, I got into martial yeah, arts. Yeah, exactly. Bullied. Yeah. So then I came home and I was hoping that my mom would come back to school with me and she would like try to to uh, you know to come to my rescue. You know, she would come back and show them uh, you know whatever you know put them to reason. But she didn't do so. But instead, she told me. Listen, my son, I'm not going to come and help you because you got to learn to stand up for yourself. You know, you have to learn how to fight back. You have to defend yourself with, by any means that you, you could have. You know, you, you have your fingers. You can scratch the person if you need. You can scream if you need. If, if need be, you can bite. You can, uh, you know, you have to do something, anything, but you have to do something to, you know, get out of whatever situation and to defend yourself and show that, you know, you're out of. So you have to go back there and stand up for yourself, you know. And then uh, I couldn't believe she, I thought she was going to go with me, you know, like any mom, you know, <laughs> go with me don't and then try and they, son, don't touch right? my son, yeah. you know, like, you know, and then you feel like, yes, that's my mom, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't like that, you know, so she just, you know, threw me out there and told me to go back and to you know, stand up for myself. And I think after that day, she put me into martial art, but I just want to say that telling me that and, you know, being like that with me, it just triggered like everything. Yeah, it, it made you start yeah. to realize, yes, hey, to realize, I need to hey, be a man exactly, and stand up. Yeah, and, yeah, that was the trigger. Yeah. Yes, that that for that for sure was the trigger. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What's interesting is, unfortunately, my my parents didn't do that for me, but getting into martial arts did. Mm. And my my senseis, my coaches, they all taught me that I needed to stand up. Yeah. And I feel like that's something we're missing in the West. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a, a little bit about your, per, like what you grew up with and how you see the world from your history in Cameroon and, and what your mom helped you with and what you see in the West where people are kind of not wanting to stand up for themselves? Well, uh, it's completely, completely different. Uh, um, uh, how should I say that? Uh, uh, bringing. Mm. Complete different upbringing. Um, in in ours in in uh, in Africa, you know, we we learn how to you know st- toughen up, you know, stand up for yourself. My mom came to school and tell the told the teacher 
to make sure to be tough with me, to be tough with me. You know, in the, in the West, the, the, no mom is going to go and tell the teacher to be tough with their children. They'll go and <laughs> tell the teacher, please do not be like that to my child. Don't shout at him. Don't do this to him or so on. So it's completely different. So my mom wanted us to be, not to be uh, spoiled and not to, to have value, you know, to mm. respect things, to have respect and, and value and, and learn that life is actually tough and that we have to appreciate whatever we have and that we have to be appreciative, we have to be respectful, we have to be hardworking. So all these values are very important. I think that's something that's lacking, you know. I see kids in the West, you know, like here I see parents coming to drop their kids, you know, kids has a driver, he barely can walk. He's uh, taken he by the, walk? yeah, because he has a driver to drop him. Then the, 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 the bodyguard or the helper take him up to the club. Then the bodyguard sitting there. So even when he needs a bottle of water, the helper has to come with the water and put it in, in, in his mouth. No so way. he can't even leave his own <laughs> bottle of water. So, so, so that's completely, you know, I have a center and I see that coming here every day. And I'm just thinking, this is appalling. This right. is just outrageous. And then what kind of, what message are you sending? You know, if you're, seeing, you're telling the child that everything is a given, you know, life is actually very easy. You don't need to work. You don't need to do any much, much activity. Well, when I'm teaching the child, if, if the exercise is too hard, the child start crying and that's it that's the end of it so what message are you sending well, what do you do so, when that happens so when you have one of these kids for who- me i will not i will not uh, i'll not take that i will not you know uh let uh, let that be you know it won't fly with me so i have to tell the parents how it is you know when you here in my house it's my rule and you know it has to be hardworking, respectful and the kids has to get out there and, you know, and I do a lot of, uh, today I do a lot of uh, speech. I go to school and then I talk to kids about, uh, you know, school call me. I have a deal with many schools here in Hong Kong and I go and tell, tell, talk to them about, uh, about life, about what they're going to be encountering out there and about uh, the fact that uh, it's not easy and you have to, you have to learn how to, you know, toughen up, you know. Hey, you know, it's funny too, right? Even if you have a situation where you're, uh, you're, you're like we're in Hong Kong, very wealthy place. I think as the most billionaires in Asia, yes. is that correct? Yes. So even if you're growing up in that way and you're the kid of one of these wealthy parents, which, you know, God bless them because they're successful, but they are going to encounter things in life. Maybe it's in relationships. Maybe it's in a business deal gone bad. Maybe it's something on the street where they're put in danger. You can't always rely on the bodyguard or the helper, you've got to stand on your, your own two feet. You've got to know how to handle situations. That's what you help them with. Yes. Right? You have to know how to handle situation. You have to understand that it will not be easy always, whether it's uh, in business or physical activity It's not to do. It's not to say that you have to learn how to fight. If someone attack you in the street, it's not always like that. It's, it's also fact, it's most it's, likely. Yeah. Never it's, gonna it, be yeah, that, right? yeah. Okay. So it most likely never going to be like that, but it's to show you that, even in a business deal, you know, you can, you know, make a transaction, make a business deal and fail. You can uh, make a business deal with people who are like vulture. You have to stand up, you know, to them. You have to learn how to, you know, even if you, 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 you made a business deal and it didn't work, you have to, you know, accept that. You know, I, see, I have guys here who, uh, uh, they make a business deal of hundreds of millions and then they fail and then they depress and then, you know, because, you know, they never learn failure. They never learn how to appreciate things. So it's very easy for them to be depressed and to go and see a psychologist. And, and it's just a whole drama, you know, out of the whole thing. But uh, 
what I'm saying and what I'm doing speech and what I'm going to company to do a, a, a talk, I talk about my, I talk about you know, my life, I talk about failure and success, I talk about uh, me, I compare the fact that uh, in a competitive situation, I fight, I win, I fight, I lose, but uh, I'm still myself and I'm still taking whatever positive thing I could take from that to be better. And I still try to better myself and so on. And, and, and then I stand up for myself and I keep going. And I always keep going. I stay positive and I keep going. I don't need to go and see a psychologist. I just, I just toughen up and, you know. And right. I, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to teach them. And, you know, like we were saying, it's very unfortunate that parents think that uh, loving a child is giving him everything and teaching him nothing, you know, giving him everything and letting him be his way. You know, that's not loving a child. Loving a child is not just letting him have it his way, you know, anytime, anywhere. That's not, you know, loving a child. So they get that wrong, you know. You have to, you love a child, like my mom loved me today, I know that she loved me more than anything. When I was a teenager, I didn't think she loved me. I think she hated me because <laughs> she was making things so hard for me. But now I understand why she was doing that. But so I need to tell parents today that your child is not your friend. He is your child, mm. not your friend. So if your child is your friend, it's not working. Right. So it's not your child is not your friend. You know, most, more, you know, most of the time your child will not be, will not agree with you because your child wants to go partying, what you don't, doesn't want to study, rather partying than studying, rather do, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, fooling around because it's fun because that's how you, that's how, that's what you want to do that's when you're a teenager. That's what, yeah, do, it's right? what you do when you're yeah. a teenager. So the parents has to be parents, you know, you have to be uh, telling your child not to do that and your child's not going to like it. So you're not going to be friend. Right. Yeah. So when my son or my daughter tell me that I don't like you, I know why they say that because I told them they can't have something or they can't have sweet at night or they can't do, it can't be their way. So they don't like me. And I say, fine, that's fair enough, but I'm still going to be your parent whether you like me or not. So, right. and I know that, you know, you know, when they're going to grow up, they're going to realize. You, you know, what's standing out to me when you say this and what we're talking about here mm -hmm. is that being tough mentally isn't just about, you know, your, your record and your fights yes. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's about saying no to your kids. Yes. And, and the, the reason why parents usually, I'm not a parent. I know you are, mm. but the reason that I see a lot of parents say, give their kids everything is because they don't want to deal with the negative emotions yes. from their kids because yeah. they can't handle it. It's yeah. not about the kids. Mm. It's like, Oh, I don't want my kid to not like me. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you got to stand tough. Can can you talk a little bit more about that? You got to stay tough. You have to, you know, you know, it, it doesn't please you to see your kids not happy. It, do, it definitely doesn't please you because you got emotion too. So you're not pleased, but you have to stand on your ground because you're trying to make a point. You're trying to teach, you're trying to educate your child. So you're trying to make a point. You're not, you know, uh, happy about seeing him mourning or crying or angry and so on so you're not but you have to make a point that's what we do it's about uh, educating your child you know making him uh, understand you know what is right and and standing and you know you know being strict about it you know and that those are value you know this is very important value are important it's necessary so yeah Elaine Galani, I know you're a busy man. You got people waiting for you. You got this successful gym in Hong Kong. But what I'd like you to finish off with is someone's listening right now to you and they're like, oh, this guy's had this, this tough life in Cameroon. He had this wonderful mother who helped him 
get through these tough circumstances. He went on to become a world champion kickboxer four times. He's an MMA fighter. I'm not him. You know, I, I don't do martial arts. I don't have a successful business. I'm really struggling in life. What can you say to that person to, to help them level up their life right now? I think it's, uh, it's all about growth. It's all about growth. A, a true winner doesn't seek only the title. A true winner seeks growth. So it's all about trying to grow and trying to learn and trying to achieve and, and trying to set goals. Okay. So I wanted to be a world champion. I became a world champion. And do I settle for that? No, I don't settle for that. You know, I don't settle for that. I don't settle for being a world champion. I want more. I want to learn more. I want to grow. I want to, you know, improve. I want to, every day I want to learn. So when I say, you know, at my level, of course, you know, it's easy for someone to look at me and think, oh, but look at him, you know, he has like hundred kilos. It's easy for him to, to be strong. It's easy for him to do this or to do that. But that, that's not what I'm talking about. At any level, anyone should seek growth. Okay, at any level. So it's all about setting goal. So what is your goal? You know, each one of us, what is our goal? Each one of us should have a goal. So I wake up in the morning, uh, I meditate five minutes. So uh, it's easy for everyone to meditate five minutes. So uh, I set goal. I want to do uh, five push-up every morning. So I wake up every morning, I meditate five minutes, then I do my five push-up. As, as simple and as easy as it is, but that is a goal. So you set goal and you stick to it, you know? So uh, dedication is about doing what you say you were going to do, you know, long after the mood that you say it in has <laughs> left you, you know, you have to be dedicated and you have to say that's that as commitment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to commit to that. Yeah? You commit to that. And that's why I put it on the wall so people can read it and then they stick to it. They remember that. You know, you have to commit. You have to be dedicated you know, you about to something. Keep that promise you have to, to keep yourself. that promise to yourself, yeah. not someone just to yourself, you know. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I, and I say today, you know, at the age of 40 plus, I'm still competing. And, I, and I'm not doing that because I'm a, I want to prove something. It's just because I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to keep uh, improving. And I want to keep living. And to live is to to be active, you know, to do something, to feel productive, you know, to society, to, to your family, to, to the environment, to uh, your community. So, and that's what I'm doing. So, you know, I encourage, you know, each one of us and everyone to, to do the same, to, to hold on and to abide by a certain rule of, uh, uh, like, uh, 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 integrity, you know, honor, you know, integrity, honor, uh, these, these are important, loyalty, you know, it's important. This is a value that are important and that should, we, should, we should stick, you know. So this, this, uh, these are important values that we should teach, you know, and, and pass around to our students, to our children, to our family member, and, you know, to keep improving. Yeah, so keep improving, never stop. There is no point where you get to the top of the mountain and there's no place to climb higher. If you get to the top of the mountain, find a bigger mountain. Find a bigger mountain. Yeah, find a bigger mountain. I say find a bigger mountain. As soon as you get to the top of the mountain, find a bigger mountain and try to climb it. You know, set goal. Always set goal, but that's what keeps you alive. You know, that's what I believe. Yeah. I love it, man. Powerful words. Elaine Galani, thank you so much for this. You're an inspiration. Where can people find out more about you if they want to follow you online or if they want to come to Hong Kong and, and train here? Uh, it would be my pleasure. Please uh, email me at uh, training at impact.hk, training at impact.hk. You, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram, alain.galani. You can also follow me on Facebook, alain de Panther Galani. 
please do and uh, pleasure. Awesome. And I'll have all that on the show notes so you can find it on the show notes for this episode. Again, Elaine Galani, thanks you. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom. And uh, thanks, brother. Really, really enjoyed this. Thank you, man. That wraps up another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Elaine is such a inspiration and he has such an incredible story. I hope you got a lot out of it. I hope you were inspired by hearing what he's been through and, and the advice that he had to share because a lot of us, we have more going for us than we realize. The world's a better place than we realize. Our lives are better than we realize, but because of our mindset, because of the things that we choose to focus on, because we have it too good and have the luxury of thinking about everything that is wrong with our lives, we don't appreciate what we have. We're not grateful for it. So I hope Elaine gave you a much needed kick in the pants to get back, to get clear, and to get working on what really matters in life because life is beautiful, but it's also short and you don't want to waste one minute of it doing something that doesn't serve you, doesn't serve your family, doesn't serve your community, doesn't serve your country, and doesn't serve the world. So that's what I have to say about that. And again, I want to say I apologize for some of the audio quality on some of these live interviews, some of these in-person interviews, because you know I did my best, but I've got a, kind of a setup that isn't the best. And I will be working on when I'm going back to the States, I'm going to invest in all new podcast recording equipment that I can take with me on the go because I love doing these interviews and I hope you love them as well. And I would love to hear from you if you have some ideas about doing the interviews or if you just want to say, hey, I really enjoy these in-person interviews that you're doing. Go ahead and give me a shout. Let me know. You can find my contact info, of course, at legendarylightpodcast.com. So that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great week and I'll speak to you soon.